0: Spy Finger, he's a spy. Spy's spy, spy. Spy, 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 spy. Spy,
1: spy, spy, spy,
0: spy. Spy, 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 spy. Spy, 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 spy. Spy, 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 spy. Spy, 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 spy. Spy, spy. If you'd like a copy of the Spy Song, check it out on iTunes. We should totally put that out as a song. I mean...
1: Why not? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, the, the nostalgia critic put out uh, "I'm a Mother F and T Rex" as a song. <laughs>
0: yeah, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he, and he put lyrics to songs that didn't need lyrics. Yes, so, uh, he yeah, did. I don't see why we can't do that. All so, right, so let's just take well-known songs and replace all the lyrics with the word "spy." Yeah, um, but, but there's a reason why uh, we're talking about the spy.
1: Well, yeah, uh, not just any spy, but spies in general, Uh, because, as I mentioned in... uh,
0: Because they're really shady folk, and they got a lot of good movies around them.
1: They sometimes do. Um, Now, uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up again, I saw Spectre uh, about a week ago, and, uh, you know, it reminded me about how, when it comes to James Bond, I like him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I should should mention that maybe this will, some of you may feel like I need to my man card will be taken away by saying this. I like James Bond movies. I'm not like a fanatic.
0: I'm not a fanatic either. No. I mean, there was a time when I was, I was all about James Bond and it comes back and it goes back to a very classic n 64 game. Which I think well, we all know about. Well, yeah. Do we even need to say the name? But that's what got me into James Bond. And Interesting. I... So the game first. Oh yeah, I knew nothing about James Bond. Really? Before Not that. even like a. You never saw like an ad or a gag. I or saw something. it. golden uh, Goldeneye, the movie came out. Okay. But you know, it the happened.
1: game seemed to I think eclipse the movie by far. Well, to a certain population, yeah. But it's it's probably my favorite shooter up game. Yeah, I could think them up, or, or at least not shoot them up. It's a game where, I mean, it's actually a, it's a fun game to play if you're by yourself. You actually can go on missions and yeah. do things. But you, everybody remembers that game because when you play in two players or four players, or you could play four, up to four players, you know, finding each other and shooting the hell out of each other. With uh, lots of different
0: guns, it's yeah. a lot of fun. There was no, there was no uh, way to go to really explain. Yeah, to get four people together, you can blast each other. By by modern standards, it's rather primitive. But this is what got me into James Bond films. Okay, uh, that's it's the reason why I saw Goldfinger. It's the reason why I I watched uh, the original GoldenEye movie.
1: Yeah, the funny thing for me is I I saw a good number of the old James Bond movies. I feel like around the same time, it was around, you know, back when ca- cable show stations, I'm sure they still do this, but back when it was like a big deal when they would do a James Bond marathon on yeah. TV. So that was back, that was when I first saw, you know, the the from Russia with Love, uh, You Only Live Twice, uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, the problem is for me, like, now, and I don't know how you feel about this, and this is where I'm probably going to get some death threats, A few of the movies here and there, it's like sometimes the stories blend together.
0: I'm going to kill you, Jack. That's your first death threat.
1: Do you really expect me to say this? No,
0: I expect you to die. I don't know if there's a if there's a mo- uh, a moment where they kind of run together. There may be one where like you get into the Roger Moore years. Well, but Roger Moore with those movies, I think the thing was that they just
1: became progressively sillier. I mean, like
0: like the television <laughs> Batman. <laughs> it, it, like Roger Moore was the Adam West of James Bond. Yeah, I mean,
1: all, well, the Spy Who Loved Me is a legitimately good movie. Yeah, I would watch that again in a heartbeat. And actually. When we were doing our Christopher Lee episode, I rewatched you the know man some with Chris-
0: the Golden Gun.
1: Yeah, and those are the those are some good scenes. The scenes where Roger Moore is sitting down with Christopher Lee at dinner. Yeah, those are kind of cool. Like they're not, but again, you know, maybe that might some people Roger Moore is their favorite era of Bond.
0: Yeah, um, no disrespect, people. It's no, just...
1: I would say that again. I feel like I've seen. Most, if not all, of the James Bonds. I've even seen uh, Never Say Never Again, huh. which I remember watching on HBO. I'm like, wow, why does Sean Connery look old? He looks like he's in the 80s. Oh, yeah, it is in the 80s. And apparently it's funny because that's an unofficial Bond movie, technically. That's, like I
0: haven't seen it, so I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Well, that was the one that Sean Connery made a Bond movie when he was, like, 53 or something. <laughs> and this was after roger moore or around the same time that like octopussy or one of those came out Speaking um of silly things the title how about octopussy? that title well what's more silly octopussy or moonraker moonraker at least is more ambiguous i guess yeah i guess you know for sure when you hear that title it'll be on the moon yes or in space
0: which i remember that you know what I remember about it's the Roger- actually about Zen gardeners on the
1: moon. Here's why I get some of the Roger Moore movies confused. It's because the guy with the uh, what do they call him, metal mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the guy he actually died recently. I shouldn't talk ill about him. But... Jaws,
0: claws, jaws. It's that's like if you called <laughs> Odd Job, Top Hat Man. <laughs> <laughs> top hat man or, or, or if goldfinger was fat chubby german
1: <laughs> but actually, hey metal mouth is close enough come on it's a little too on the nose but he
0: actually called jaws in those movies i
1: guess all right but played by Richard but the point Keele. is yeah Rod, he was awesome in that movie he but he
0: actually became kind of popular so they brought him back
1: yeah well that was the thing i i get his two appearances in the movies or I, I, he was in it wasn't it two or three I should look it up. I know it feels two like a... for sure. All right, but the point is, he was awesome. Um, As metal mouth, and I think uh, so. I think that for me, I mean, the two. I think my two favorites are from Russia with love and Skyfall. What uh, about for you?
0: Well, I guess uh, from Russia with love is one of my favorites, then Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger's up there. I'm an old there. school James Bond sort of fan.
1: I like the I like the old school
0: ones. And there are things in Goldfinger which are kind of ridiculous. Oh, of course, which I mean, like set which set like the cliche that Bond films are known for, like the villain who explains his plan and the the slow, painful, painfully slow death device. Yeah, the the
1: puns like after a, like there's a guy who dies from electrocution and Sean Connery just says shocking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But that's and, why. And, but
1: and, that's what he. And and that's why airplane, it's so
0: classic. And the airplane pilot named Pussy Galore. Yes, I mean, I was probably twelve when I saw that film, and I didn't get it. No, well, <laughs> the funny
1: thing is, at the time, actually, they didn't. They tried to kind of keep that hidden from advertisements. Yeah, uh, and there was some talk about maybe changing her name to Kitty Galore. Yeah, um, so I like that. The Still Bro- kind of silly. I think the Brosnan movies, which it's funny because when I was. Those are the first ones I saw in the theater, you know. And like, I think, "Tomorrow Never Dies" and "The World Is Not Enough" are just forgettable. I just I remember so tomorrow little about die. those
0: movies. Uh, "The World Is Not Enough" is, I'd say, is a little better. But, Maybe. You know, uh, "The World Is Not Enough" they
1: were kind of disposable movies. No, wait, no, tomorrow. Wait, what? <sighs> you don't remember the two of them? One of no, them has guess, Denise. One of them has I, Denise Richards. I remember the ones
0: they are. No, wait, hold on. <laughs>
1: Okay, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking you, aren't
0: I? All right. I'll, I'll, let me one... tell you the
1: difference between the two of them. <laughs> no, no, I think I got it.
0: Tomorrow Never, Tomorrow Dies, Never has... Dies is the one with... I'm the... not
1: going to tell you now. You tell me the difference.
0: Okay, Tomorrow Never Dies is the one that takes place near China with the yes. Chinese Bond lady. There you go. And there's like a journalist played by, what's his name, from Brazil.
1: Jonathan okay. Price. Right,
0: Jonathan Price. Okay, that's, that's Tomorrow Never Dies. Good. The World Is Not Enough is like an oil baroness... And the end is in, with that guy who doesn't feel pain. Robert Carlyle? Uh, I don't know. but I'm that, at, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I hope that's not Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Die I, Another Day I never even saw. Die Another Day sucks. I actually walked out of that movie. Jeez. Like, I, let me put it this way. Madonna makes a cameo in that movie. <laughs> that, that shows you how bad it is. golden GoldenEye was good. Well, that wasn't bad. It Did set
0: I... the pattern for Sean Bean's career
1: <laughs> of dying in movies. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about how um, – I might have told you this. When I was in eighth grade, uh, this goes out to you, Mr. Bianchi. Um, in my English class, we learned about uh, Greek mythology, and my teacher Janice... – Janice. What? Janice. Janice? Keep going. All right. Sorry. So – he showed us uh, Goldeneye, or kind of as an example of how James Bond is like our modern day Greek myth mythological hero. Oh, okay. And apparently a lot of the tropes that are in James Bond movies, like he even, we even kind of mapped it out like on the chalkboard in class yeah. about a lot of the sort of character tropes about, um, <clears throat> the obstacles that James Bond faces being like a, uh, a Greek hero, uh, the fact that James Bond will often have to face, like, the second uh, sort of tough villain before he gets to the main bad guy. Yeah. I guess that happens in Greek mythology. Like Metal Mouth. <laughs> okay. I get it. These jaws. All right. So, um, and then we get into the... How many of the uh, the Daniel Craig movies have you seen?
0: Uh, I saw Casino Royale, of course. And then I saw... Quantum of Solace. You've not
1: seen Skyfall, no. Shame on you. Yeah. I will, I will lend you that because I, th- I am curious what you'll think of Skyfall. Because I think- like the theme song. <clears throat> oh, th- probably, <clears throat> probably the best. Th- well, of course. I mean, Live and Let Die is, you know, what it is. Goldfinger is pretty good. Goldfinger is m- m- amazing. It's funny because at the Oscars when they did, they did like a special fiftieth tribute to James Bond yeah. a couple years back. And there was a lot of question between people whether um, Adele did a better job with the Skyfall theme or uh, the Goldfinger theme, which was sung by Shirley Bassey. Yeah. And I think Shirley Bassey was great. Yeah, she did great. All right, so we're going to – the point of a lot of what we're talking about, though, of course, James Bond is what people think of when they think of spy movies. Right. They sort of set the template for so many other movies, and in a way, it's like now since then – You've sort of seen that a lot of spy movies will either, you know, maybe make fun of a James Bond. Or they'll go in a completely different direction. They'll try to take it in a more serious territory. Now, that actually even happened in the 60s. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a movie called uh, The Spy Who Came In From the Cold.
0: It's always been a title to me.
1: That is uh, one of the adaptations of John LeCarre. Yeah, who uh, you know, as we know, also did Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: which, which, which is probably one of the one of the most the realistic th- and depressing uh portrayals of spies in films.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I actually, Tinker, Tailor is a movie that uh, actually, I think kind of improved for me a second time I saw it. The first time I found like some parts of it a little like dull, maybe, maybe, but the second time it grabbed me more felt like there was a little bit more about it that was it's like about how the legacy of spies is really tarnished but the thing the, the spy who came from in from the cold is a really good one if nothing else for Richard Burton who is just that's a performance that almost kind of defines him at his best yeah. in
0: that movie i i, I love richard Bur- burton they're just yeah, yeah I, he
1: has just it's it he has a certain kind of dignity
0: yeah unscreened you know what i mean and he was always in place in any sort of period film I and mean, whether or not you like cleopatra he was certainly he was a good mark antony yeah and uh, my favorite uh of his is beckett which you haven't seen i yeah i should watch that. uh but
1: you know any and of course, sort of who, period
0: who... piece he was he was at home in and then he could do you know modern stuff and then he was in who's afraid of virginia wolf yeah and, you know of course, but, you know, uh,
1: he had to meet Elizabeth Taylor and then, uh, kind of <laughs> got driven to drink. Um, well, we can't, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Um, I think a question though to ask when it comes to spy stuff is what makes a spy movie? Cause spy. you was, well, yeah, no, but you and I had a little bit of a back and forth online where I brought up, Yeah, North we Bi- had an
0: argument over whether North by Northwest should be considered a spy movie. Yeah. And I said, yes. Why did you say no again? I said no because I believed that the spy elements of it were incidental to the actual plot. Cary Grant is not a spy, and even though he's drawn into a, a web of intrigue that involves spies, it didn't necessarily have to be about spies. Um, I, you, you could, in a way, swap out what uh, James Mason and Martin Landau are doing. But they are, film. but I don't know. Like, I,
1: I, I feel like, all right, here's a question, though. Do you think it's about
0: espionage?
1: Well, is there a distinction? Like, is there a difference between being a sp- like some kind of spy element and espionage? Because espionage is kind of like a spy plot. Well, espionage is kind of just. Messing well, let's talk. Stuff let's talk up. about
0: one of the. Tropes. One of the, one of the most recent, probably best examples of a spy movie. Okay. Let's talk about Argo. Huh. Okay. Well, I would. Does say- that work as a spy movie? I think so. It's about a CIA operative who is going on a clandestine mission to uh, do something in a foreign country. I guess we can say it's a history. We don't have to have, worry about spoilers. No, I mean,
1: uh, I... Grant, granted, the movie certainly—if uh, you, I think it did take liberties, to say the least, with certain things. Yeah, but we know that all those hostages got, all those people in Iran got. Those, back. Let, me, let me put it this way: the hostages got back. It wasn't a. A breakneck, super intensive type no, of to it, the it, limit. It wasn't no, intense. Think.
0: There was no gunplay. There was no. There was no interrogation. There was the, There was there the. Was no... There was danger. Yeah, there was danger. But I mean, that is spy work. Uh, this man was just trying to extract these American citizens from a very dangerous situation. How does he do it? He sets up fake Mm -hmm. names. He sets up a cover company. He does. And it's not even all about just being in the country. He's supposed to take the people out of. He does so much footwork in the United States to set up the viability Mm -hmm. of his own cover and that's spy work. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the central element of that film. So does a spy movie you think
1: has to have some kind of mission element to it? I, but can it be about spies like in some manner of speaking like just kind of
0: like, like so let's cause, say cause, that cause, the main characters are spies but they're not necessarily on a spy mission.
1: Well well let's say I mean well Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is really more about how Gary Oldman uh Smiley he's trying to find this mole that's been in uh, secret intelligence for
0: years yeah but i think we could still say it's a spy movie of course but i mean he's dealing with espionage he's trying to find the mole in the espionage agency okay but so that doesn't so that's
1: different for you than what cary grant running from spies but then he but he still has to kind of pretend he's someone else at times he still has this element of putting on this other persona
0: but let's say that Carry Cary Grant was a person who was falsely accused of a crime, which he is.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, because he, you know, he's accused of sh- of killing that guy at the UN. Right. Is that it? Yeah.
0: I mean, it just so happens that the plot of North by Northwest involves some spies on mm. a certain level. It does. Does the inclusion of characters who are spies automatically make it a spy movie? Like, let me try to think of another spy movie. Uh, no, not another spy movie. Let me think of another movie that has spies okay. as characters that isn't a spy movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good
1: question. I'm trying to think of one as well. Um, hmm. spy. How about... Um, oh. oh, no, no. Actually, I think this is technically a spy movie. I, I was thinking of The In-Laws. You ever hear of that? It's uh, Peter Falk and uh, Alan Arkin. Uh, it was a comedy in the 70s where... Pure Falk is a CIA agent, and, and he he ropes Alan Arkin into something. I I'm trying to remember if that involved a plot.
0: Um. All right. Well, how about this? How about um, Casablanca? Not Casablanca. I was thinking of a different one. What about a movie like? Oh God, what was it called? The one with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Tom Hanks. Where he plays, oh, Charlie Wilson's War. Charlie Wilson's War. Huh. Interesting. Right. Well, that involves Seymour a... Hoffman plays a spy, a CIA yeah. operative mm-hmm. who is trying to thank you for reminding me of that.
1: The Afghans to fight the Russians. Yeah, and Charlie Wilson is the congressman who's
0: trying to right. facilitate that. Now, it's a it's a movie that involves spies and a bit of spy work, mm-hmm. but the main character is not a spy. Is Charlie Wilson's war a spy movie, or is it just a movie that happens to have spies in it? Hmm. It's funny. I almost look at that as being kind of a war
1: movie. In a way. Because you're dealing with the battle between the Russians and the Soviets, but it also involves never, espionage. Yeah, and there are some you know, the, there are some
0: scenes of battles in that, but it's never really about just the war. It's yeah. about It's about Charlie Wilson and his struggle to... I guess, make something out of his life. I've only read the book. I haven't seen the movie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You should see the movie. It, Philip Seymour
1: Hoffman, one of his very best performances in that. Right. Uh, okay. All right. So we've talked about that. It's funny because Hitchcock was... Known for his his spy movies, yeah, ways. I mean, Notorious. Even early, you can't deny that's a spy movie. Okay, I'll give you that. Like a which movie of, that involved that kind of set the template, much in the way that bo- that like Goldfinger and From Russia with Love set the template for, you know, fun popcorn spy movies. Notorious is the template or one of the templates for the uh, McGovern. Yeah, which you know we we have this thing. It could be anything, but it has this sort of function in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's to move from one place to another. Uh, you know, uranium was the thing in uh, Notorious. Right. Um, that I think we could definitely say is a spy movie. Yeah. Um, Thirty Nine Steps. If you ever get to see that, have you ever seen Thirty Nine Steps? No.
0: That is uh, that's
1: a fun spy movie.
0: Now, what about sabotage and saboteur? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. It's funny too because you can't take that on here. Those are films, aren't they? <laughs> You're thinking of the clip of Sabotage that is in uh, yeah. Glorious Bastards, right? Uh, here's a funny. Here's a funny note. Sabotage, Hitchcock's Sabotage, is based on a Beastie Boys music video. Well ain't all of them uh, no no it's based on a joseph conrad novel called the secret agent right and then hitchcock made a movie called the secret agent which is not based on a book called the secret agent <laughs> it's
0: based <laughs> upon a book called sabotage
1: <laughs> that would have that would have been perfect yes. no unfortunately it's not
0: uh, um, if only no. the world worked that way
1: sabotage um that's more about i mean do, do we say a saboteur is sort of a guy who, cause that's about a plot, a bomb plot yeah. in London and, uh, you know, and a detective is hunting him that, but I don't know if that is necessarily a spy movie as much as it's just a manhunt movie. That's where where the kind of lines blur sometimes. Even if the
0: saboteur was working for another government, it's not necessarily about the spying.
1: Yeah, and incidentally, too, I mean, Hitchcock made a movie called Saboteur, too. Yeah. Which, you know, Saboteur, Saboteur Sabotage. Sabotage, harder. Yeah. um, It's funny, too, because Saboteur, you could almost say that's really a precursor to... Like, North by Northwest, in a way, is a remake of Saboteur, Mm. because Saboteur is about a guy who goes on the run across the country because he's accused of starting a fire that, like, killed his friend, and then it all leads up to a climax on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And then, you know, North by Northwest all leads up to uh, uh,
0: Mount Rushmore. Oh, and then, then think about a movie like The Man Who Knew Too Much. Oh, yeah, well, that's... Which uh... also involves foreign agents trying to well that's commit all... dastardly deeds yeah. inside of another country. But, but, it's, <coughs> but it's not necessarily about the spies, well, yeah, the spy Jimmy work, Stewart's
1: about... not a spy.
0: In that. No, I, it's, it's I just I feel
1: like something about North by Northwest feels a little bit more like a spy movie than The Man Who Knew Too Much. I don't know. I, 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 Again, yeah, it's a tough call it's... to make, but I, I I don't know if we'll have to agree to disagree. I, on I think that.
0: just Hitchcock movies in general, I their big thing is ordinary man extraordinary situations. Oh, yeah. What's more extraordinary than a spy? Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, spy missions and intrigue. Exactly. Um, I, that's there's no better definition of intrigue than spying.
1: Yeah. The funny thing is with um with spy movies, it's like they keep on now having to get kind of bigger and bigger too. Yeah. Um. I like, mean, like like Mission Impossible. Oh God, the Mission Impossible series, it's gotten to the point where you know, and I thought uh, nothing could top Coast Protocol. And then, no, 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 this time, we're going to, you know, for Rogue Nation, you get Tom Cruise hanging off of an airplane as it's flying <laughs> into the air as he yells at Simon Pegg, open the door!
0: And think about the first Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, which is still that a good big movie set piece where he's hanging above that computer. He has to get that piece of
1: information. That's basically De Palma, you know... Filading Hitchcock to the utmost, you could say. I, I maybe oh, that's not gross. the right terminology. <laughs> no, come on, it's De Palma. But no, no, no. But the point is that that became that's like one that's a, still an iconic set piece yeah. because I, and it's gotten its own parody in films, of course. Uh, but the thing that's great about that is that in a way, there's an element to it that's kind of simple, you know, because.
0: Yeah. You know, it's not. You get com- it. He can't touch the floor.
1: He can't make noise. You know, he has to, and it has to be very quiet. And Jean Renault, if he makes one little sound, you know, and then like the rat is coming up behind him in the air duct, and yeah. he has to kill that, and then he gets spawned a little bit more. Yeah. What I love too is that they don't show him killing the rat. You just see the dead rat in the background. Yeah, I that. noticed that too. Well, it's,
0: what, what was the deal with that? <laughs> yeah, why is- are we supposed to not believe that Jean Renault would kill a rat? Yeah. Um, but, and it's,
1: uh, I remember when I saw, I saw that in the theater when it, when I was like, maybe like 12 and that, I was like, wow, this is, this is so cool. Yeah. But I guess that's the thing with Hollywood. They just, you know, you can't, if you have a sequel, you just have to keep topping yourself. And then the funny thing was too, in rogue nation, they do a literal homage to Hitchcock. They have a set piece. Oh, yeah. Like in The Man Who Knew Too Much, I told you about this, where it all takes place in an opera house, where it's all building up to the one note that is struck so that a bullet can go off. I want a scene in an opera house! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's exactly how uh, Christopher McQuarrie talks. <laughs> <laughs> I want my opera house scene! Bang, 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 bang. Um... <laughs> So, I don't know, I guess we've talked a little bit about what makes a spy movie. Again, there are so many spy movies and what we could call them. I mean, the Bourne movies, of course, are now kind of looked at as the 21st century um, Uh Yeah, and hallmark. this
0: whole this whole recent wave of Bond films has been, in a way, an homage to the Bourne films. Well, it's a weird thing where they, you know, every time they do a new Bond
1: series series, um, I They're, guess they kind of have to kind of change a little bit the, of the tone again, and it's kind of a reaction to what's come before. So Roger Moore, it gets a little bit goofier than what Connery even did, and then you get Timothy Dalton, who was a little bit more harder edged. You have License to Kill, yeah, View to Kill, and uh, another View from the Room to Kill, and <laughs> movies like that. I, I forget the third Dalton title, and he was he was actually Living Daylights. The Living Dead. Thank you. Um, yeah, and he was a, a, a Bond who was a little bit tougher, and yet he had some charisma to him. You know, yeah. Timothy Dalton is just awesome. He actually, I feel like I saw him play Errol Morris or something. No, not Errol Morris, but Errol I mean, Flynn. Why did I just confuse Errol Morris and Errol? He Flynn? was in The Rocketeer. Yes. Yeah. He. Yeah. Exactly. you for reminding me. Spies in it. Not a spy movie. Okay, that that that'll give you. Yeah. Oh, of course, um I you can't argue this, of course. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Can I That is a spy movie. I don't know. I think it is. The, the 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 filmmakers have said they even cast Robert Redford based on him being in The Three Days of the Condor. Yeah. You have a guy who I mean, again, originally uh Steve Rogers was a, uh, a super soldier but now he's in modern age and he has to go kind of undercover in this period where there's pure paranoia.
0: Here's here's the thing about Winter Soldier that I always love to bring up. Winter Soldier would be ridiculous if we weren't actually using drones to kill people. <laughs> Well, drones to kill
1: people, but also surveillance at this level. Yeah, but... That's I mean, why, like, it felt like the paranoia
0: really worked in that movie. It's because we're watching everybody. Yeah, there is a, there is something about Winter Soldier that really captures the spirit of our time. Oh, yeah. Got and it. And I feel like, you know, Winter Soldier may not be looked at as, like, a historically great film... And maybe it doesn't deserve to be that. But someone's going to look back at Winter Soldier and see, it will, this, this was a film that really captured the early 21st century it will, very well.
1: Well, it will capture it in, you know, when we talked about Zizek and how he he's talked about movies sort of reflecting a certain period of time that they yeah. were made in. Uh, you know, like They Live, for example. We might not say it's the greatest movie ever, but no. it reflects the Reagan 80s yeah. in a manner of, Um So, yeah, I think Winter Soldier... Now, the reason
0: I can tell you that it might not be a spy film is because I think it... Because it takes place firmly within the tropes of a superhero action film. Mm hmm I, I mean, well,
1: it is first and foremost, yeah, it's a superhero action film, but it has, I mean... Shield itself is kind of a spy organization, Shield? and they fall yeah. apart. And Steve Rogers is one of Shield's main guys. Yeah, you could say. I don't
0: know. I think I and can't. and the Black Widow. She, I, I do, it's Bla- a spy movie. B- Black Widow is is, is super spyish. Y- yeah, of course. Not super spyish. No, she is a super spy. Of course, he's what a am super I spy. About? Remember that whole... It, it's <laughs> funny because probably
1: the most spyish scene for me is in. Uh, the Avengers when Loki is, you know, ka- you know, reveals that he had knows all the things that have happened with Natasha Romanoff yeah in other countries. And, you know, you mewling Quim. Yeah. <laughs> then she flips the script, but yeah. then,
0: uh, but I just, uh, you I, have... I just feel like it has so much more in common with an action film. It,
1: than is, a spy it film. is more than just a spy movie. I just think that it's, closer to being spy than people might think maybe you're right uh, there is certainly it involves like a mystery uncovering type of thing too which there's the plenty spies. of intrigue plenty of lots of, of intrigue lots of things with you know like when, when in spy movies as well you have this sort of underground organization hydra which yeah. is really controlling things um you know, I mean, you could
0: even say By the that, way, Jack, uh, let me hug you and whisper something in your ear. Hey, Hydra. Don't say it that loud. Um, <laughs>
1: okay. They can hear you. I uh,
0: love that scene.
1: I do too. <laughs> you meet with Gary Shandling, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. I mean, you know it's coming too. That's the great thing, but <laughs> Cuz Gary Shandling oh, oh, is like
0: my... Oh, I'm a congressman. I'm talking to you. I always thought that's become a great
1: meme on. Uh, by the way, with like they ha- oh, they'll I... take they'll take a picture of a couple of uh, like Republican politicians like talking to each other closely, and so we'll just put
0: hail Hydra. Yeah, I love the one where it's uh, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson lost in translation. What did she whisper into his ear? Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, the hail Hydra meme. Yeah, a, but... cu- a couple other.
1: Uh, a, a couple of our notable spy movies recently, by the way. Um, After I
0: saw Captain America, Winter Soldier, I, was, I just made the joke like, all right, so it's like half Hydra, half S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I mean, what if somebody got confused? It's like, oh, hey, good morning. How's it going? Would you like some coffee? Hail Hydra. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um my uh ah. look over there (laughs) exactly oh oh, by the way
1: um i don't know if some people might say this isn't a spy movie i kind of consider it even though some people might argue uh kingsman the the secret service again
0: you haven't seen it though no but i mean knowing what i do about it that's really you think it's more of like a special more of an action it's more of like an action film
1: but can a spy? But a spy movie can have action. I mean, that's what James yeah. Bond movies are. I but people go for the action.
0: Yeah, but but I think Bond films are structured. Maybe this is a maybe this is a matter of structure.
1: Because mm. I mean, is it so? It has to have a mission element, though. Because because <sighs> Kingsman has that. Again, you should see it before. Even you could even say then in a case that like is X-Men first class kind of a spy movie.
0: It has the tropes of a spy film.
1: Yeah, I mean it's set in 1962 See, Cold is... War era, you know, like they're caught the, the X-Men characters are caught literally in the middle of US Russian uh, tensions, right? Yeah. And, and they're Einstein's kind of and they're made as like reason.
0: these special so- secret spies, I guess you could yeah. say. And, and this is why, this is why genres are nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Mad Max is a Western. Sure. Yeah. It's... Yeah.
1: Um, or, uh, you know, like, uh, or American werewolf in London is a comedy. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So a few of your favorite, favorite spy
0: movies. All right. Well, Argo is right at the top of the list. Yeah. I love Argo. Okay. Uh, because not only is it, is it history, but it's weird history mm-hmm. that somehow works. Yeah. Uh, from Russia with love. It's got a lot of the sort of, you know, it's got a lot of the bond tropes that people make fun of, but it has an air of legitimacy because it's not like, yeah, evil supervillain. Yeah. When
1: I rewatched that movie a few years back, I I rewatched it around. uh, I saw Goldfinger in the theater uh, at uh, at the Teaneck theater. Uh, By the way, it was a pretty bad print. Unfortunately, Uh, actually it wasn't a bad print. The soundtrack was completely garbled. So it was just, it was really odd. But I saw from Russell Love again around the time I saw Goldfinger again, and yeah, it's it's more serious than you'd think. It's yeah. not as gadgety. I no. think it got I think it got a little bit sillier with the later Connery. I mean,
0: there, there is there is a fight of Bond versus helicopter. <laughs> but I yeah. mean that that fight he has with Robert Shaw in the train. Yeah, track, mm-hmm. uh, is pretty is uh, it's pretty bare bones. there's, yeah. not, there's not much. Uh, there's nothing out of place with that. Sure. But it's... I guess it's the most realistic that a Bond film ever got. Yeah. Uh, one more to think of? I can't think of another one right now. Why don't you give me some time? Okay. Um, well, the same, the same one, one movie
1: that I pops right into my head is... Uh, uh, I was reminded of this when I was looking at a list that... Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but... Um, uh, Army of Shadows. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. This is a French movie from uh, the late 60s uh, about the uh, some some people in the French Resistance. But if it's when you talk about structured like a spy movie, this is really about this kind of spy organization that's trying to do things and try to infiltrate their way. in. I get, like, when we talk about, it's hard to sometimes, you know, my genres are silly. Technically, you could call it a war movie because it's about the French Resistance, but you know they're they're doing covert actions. Yeah, that's what that means. You're doing things undercover. You're doing things that are you know in this sense you could even say that movies like uh, like a movie like Munich, which I love, is almost like a spy movie because that's yeah. about you know this sort of story that people didn't know about where people were you know
0: Hunting. assigned to go
1: killing uh, other terrorists. Yeah. Um, And they had to do it through means that involved, you know, making specialized bombs at times and places, yeah. um, things like that. Uh, Bridge of Spies, which isn't one of my favorite spy movies, but that's a recent one that's really good. That one is interesting because it almost is structured more like a drama. And oddly enough, of all things, I thought of Jaws when I watched that movie, just because Jaws is really two movies yeah, and Bridge of Spies is a little bit like that, because the first half is a little bit more of like a courtroom movie. Oh, well, we're talking Spielberg, here. Yeah. Spielberg, yeah, that's why. And, you know, the first half is a courtroom drama, and then the second half actually becomes more like a spy movie, cause, yeah. because uh, Hanks has to negotiate a spy
0: swap. Um, Do you think Confessions of a Dangerous Mind counts?
1: Mmm. Ooh,
0: good because one. If, if, because if Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is a spy <coughs> movie... It's certainly
1: it's an unconventional one. For oh yeah, sure. I mean, it's one of the least Chuck, conventional Chuck ones. Chuck Barris, who for those of you who don't know, this is George Clooney's uh, directorial debut. I'm mean, a Kaufman script. Chuck Barris hosted uh, a game show. What was it? The Gong Show. <clears throat> yeah, the Gong Show. He hosted the Gong Show by but, day I mean, and, so did, much... and yeah,
0: produce... and then then did like missions at night. Yeah. <laughs> I right, Technically, he was he was a hired assassin, but I mean, at that at that point, when we're going between hired assassin and spy, we're kind of splitting hairs. Were you
1: there when did you see the movie The Informant? No. Oh, okay. With Matt Damon, because that I don't know if that kind of blurs the lines a little bit because that's about a guy who, uh, um, kind of Informs. you know he you, you know I'm gonna wear wire and inform on my things. That's more corporate corporate espionage but then there's a lot to the informant that like i think the informant's one of the most underrated films just in
0: general the past decade but i I think i i think i've thought of a third one that i could definitely put on my list okay cairo ness's spies really that good it's just a funny spy film that's solid all the way through (laughs) okay yeah so i said army of shadows
1: um uh i'm gonna just say i think i think it counts
0: casablanca I don't think it does, but I'll let you have it because really? Casablanca is one of the greatest movies of all time. That there is, one... you could put Casablanca on your top five horror films, and I'd allow it because Casablanca is so great. <laughs> it's about. The... I am shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Yes,
1: <laughs> one of the best line deliveries of all time. Oh, I love it. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to think of a th- of like one more that I could talk about. Because uh, yeah, and you should all check out uh, Army of Shadows if you can. It's a Jean-Pierre Melville movie uh, that I really, I really love. Um, and uh, um, I'm trying to think of one more that I guess I could just say Skyfall. Cause, yeah, go ahead. Because to me, like Skyfall is uh,
0: you're allowed. Yeah, I'll say it then. Because Skyfall is what. The only bond film that Matt Rosen ever gave a damn about well pretty much well he well we saw
1: it together in part because Roger Deakin shot it and it's man it's a gorgeous movie uh like there's a whole fight scene that's kind of backlit by neon lights hmm. and uh it's all in one shot too, so it's almost like you're looking at uh one of those shots from Kill Bill where she 's cutting up people yeah. um, it's uh but it's also it calls in the question about what kind of identity you have to have to be in this environment. And also uh, something that the movie explores really well, which I didn't see with any of the other movies is between bond and M. It was the culmination of Judy Dench's involvement in the bond movies. Cause she was there yeah. from golden Eye through skyfall. Yeah. And she was uh, always around. And then I, a lot of that. people have, a lot of people have compared it. I get I think to the dark Knight, and for good reason for one purpose, because it does do the, I'm not gonna spoil it because I want you to be surprised by it. But there is an element to it where, but except that Javier Bardem too, he's as the villain. He makes up a lot of that movie. (laughs) He he has one of the two or three greatest villain entrances in a film, and just the way that he it's shot, it's like all it's all in this one shot where he's just he's delivering this monologue to James Bond about uh, rats, and this shot almost takes like two minutes for him to, he's all the way, like all the way down one side of like a room and he comes from like an (laughs) elevator and he's walking and walking. He's coming closer and closer and he finishes his monologue by the time he comes up to James Bond and you see him (laughs) and it's
0: just, okay, that's cinema. (laughs) That's awesome. That's (laughs) Bond's like, I can't hear what he's saying. He's too far away, but I won't say anything because I don't want to be rude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think, I don't know.
1: Did I say three? Yeah. Casablanca uh, army of shadows and, uh, and that. And, uh, at some point I, I really should check out, um, I guess actually Fritz Lang made some spy movies too. He, uh, he made a movie called uh, hangman must die in the forties. And he actually made a movie, a silent film in the twenties called just spies, which, uh, I'm intrigued to see it just based on the title. I'm sure I won't. That's get... like someone making a uh, a film about World War II just called War. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone did do that. Ken Burns. No, that's The War. Oh, just actually, you know, what's funny. There is a movie called War, but it's a uh, it's a Jet Li Jason Statham movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Not like... a
0: spy film. How about a movie called Action? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our next project, Jack. Ooh. Action, the movie. I'm sure
1: that it's exists a drama. somewhere. Uh, so I don't know. I think we've talked a lot about spies. Is there anything else you want to say about them? Like, can they? Can a, a spy movie? I guess can be boring too. Uh,
0: <laughs> Any movie can be boring.
1: Well, no, but well, uh, case in point is the Good Shepherd. That's a movie about the, uh, the, yeah. the CIA,
0: yeah, the, the which
1: that has one entertaining scene where a car like they're they're interrogating a guy and they give him LSD, <laughs> and that's actually kind of a fun scene. The rest of it, the men who stare at goats. <laughs>
0: Is that a spy movie? Nah, probably not. No.
1: That's, it's a lot of fun,
0: though. Yeah. Oh, And, one and more, read the book, too. Oh, you probably more, love that.
1: Oh, one more thing to recommend, if I can put a fourth one, is uh, uh, Burn After Reading, the Coen Brothers movie, which I, I don't know if that technically counts as a spy movie, but it is about, it's the Coen Brothers doing their take on the CIA, and it's pretty awesome. All right, cool. Uh, So, if you have any thoughts about spies, if you... If you are
0: a spy and don't want to be if caught
1: you, as a spy, if you want to, if you want to give, if you want to call in and use one of those voice uh, modification things, yeah, like the one, kind of Tom
0: Cruise wore in Mission Impossible. Yeah, you can do that. Um, or if you want to give us a clicky pen that, if you click it five times it's a grenade then or if you
1: want to give us a watch that will explode if it hits a certain minute um
0: yeah or if you want to have a magnetic watch that erases all of our hard drives then you can do that yeah um
1: (laughs) you can email us wages of cinema at gmail.com you can also tweet us, uh, wages of cinema, uh, Twitter. It's actually at wages of cinema. It's easy enough to find us. Um, I am also on Twitter as well at Jack Gattinella. And, uh, you can find us on Facebook wages of cinema podcast, like our page. You can follow all of the, uh, new episodes and links and other goodies that we throw up on there. Um, also if we ever, if we do another event, you'll be able to see all the details about that. Um, and, um, yeah, so I think another good episode has been had, by all. Oh, yeah, we've been had. You've been had. So. I'm going to take your money. My... Ah, right. oh, my money.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm going to run away. All right, so let's take it away. Well, I'm uh, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jack. And the wages of cinema is death by spies. Uh, right. <laughs> Dunn.
1: I was doing like a spy music thing at the end there.
0: Oh yeah, I know what you're
1: doing. Okay, good.